Hi, my name's Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about what prevents accountants and financial advisors working together. You know, ensuring that your accountant collaborates well with your financial advisor is important because they'll be able to discuss and workshop ideas to really help improve your overall financial position, not just focusing on investments and not just focusing on tax, but really focusing holistically on that. Unfortunately, however, in my experience of the last couple of decades, this almost never occurs unless those two individuals are working in the same firm. Now, theoretically, there shouldn't be any impediments to these two professionals collaborating well together, but practically, it just doesn't work, and there's three reasons uh, why that's the case in most situations, which I'd like to talk about shortly. But before we do that, let's just address a common misconception, and the common misconception is that accounting and financial planning roles are similar. The, the fact is that they're not. In fact, it's a little bit like saying a dentist and a doctor are similar. Yeah, sure, they're both in healthcare, but what they do and their skills and knowledge and training and all those sorts of things are, in fact, quite different. Now, I guess the, um, I mean, apart from the skills and experience and knowledge, apart from those factors, probably the biggest difference uh, is that accountants spend most of their time focusing on what happened over the past 12 months. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, what might happen over the next 12 months. However, that's quite distinct from financial advisors that are really focused on what's happening over the next 10 plus years, sort of medium to long term. And this distinction is very important because this focus is really habitual. Uh, that is, it's a natural tendency for accountants to think short term. It's a natural tendency for financial advisors to think longer term. And the truth is both approaches are complementary. You really need to worry about what's happening now and what happened the last few months as just as much as you need to worry about, you know, what are the longer term implications of your decisions. And ultimately, people would greatly benefit from both approaches. But to switch between those approaches, um, uh, theoretically, I guess it's probably quite easy from a practical sense. You, you, as you said, you get into a habit of short term thinking or a habit of long term thinking. There's also another downside to asking your accountant for financial advice, thinking that you know they're going to know a lot more than you. Might be the case, but maybe not enough in order to give you um, really prudent financial advice. Uh, the first uh, observation is often their advice is coloured by their own experiences, uh, which may be quite limited. You know, just because they've done X and Y doesn't mean you should do X and Y. Uh, you know, accountants, uh, a common one is like they'll set up a self-managed super fund and go and advise their clients to go and buy blue chip stocks. And they'll end up having most of their portfolio in the banks and the big miners You know, throw in West Farmers there, Telstra, you know, those sorts of common uh, names that you see in those portfolios. Uh, and the reason, you know, the reason I think that that's the case is because that's what the accountant did themselves. It's worked out okay for them, and so they advise their clients to do that as well. And there's no malice or negativity in that approach. It just means they just don't have that wide level of experience. The second observation is that um, accountants actually can't give you financial advice. To give financial advice in Australia, you need to have an Australian financial services license. Most accountants don't have that and therefore aren't licensed to provide you uh, with that sort of advice. 
Um, similarly, uh, financial advisors shouldn't provide tax advice unless they're a registered tax agent as well. So it's important to, to sort of draw that distinction. And if you do end up asking your accountant for financial advice and they seem very unhelpful, that is, they refuse to answer or provide a response, it uh, might not be because they're trying to be unhelpful, might be just simply because they're cognizant of their sort of risk management and they don't want to overstep, you know, the, the mark in terms of licensing. Okay, now without further ado, let's talk about the three reasons that I've observed what prevents accountants and financial advisors collaborating. And particularly these observations are when you have an accountant and a financial advisor at different firms. So they're two external advisors, if you like. Now, of course, I acknowledge the reason in your particular situation or other particular situations could be different. Um, but this is just really the past 20 years of experience that I've had. I sort of sat down and thought, why doesn't it work? Um, and we've had our own uh, experiences internally with our own clients, of course, uh, that are kind of shaped this uh, viewpoint. So the first one is that accountants, some accountants will have different ways of doing things. And perhaps the best way to explain this is if I share a, a very recent story. So uh, we prepared some advice for a financial planning client that uses an external accountant. We've had this client for a very, very long time. They've always had this external accountant and that's that's fine. Anyway, we recommended a certain structure. Uh, in fact, we, we recommended that they invest through a simple discretionary trust because we thought that was going to ultimately reduce the, the client's uh, tax liability, their tax burden uh, in the long run. The client took that advice to their accountant and the accountant actually recommended that the client create a customised trust uh, at a much greater cost. We felt that overcomplicated matters and gave rise to unnecessary cost. Consequently, the client decided to structure the investment in personal names to avoid the cost and complexity. However, the long-term problem is that, that having that um, investment in personal names will result uh, in a higher taxation liabilities in years to come. So unfortunately, the client was a bit of a sort of the meat in the sandwich, if you like. I can completely understand why that they took uh, on board their accountant's advice. You know, to pay for advice and not follow it is really silly. But really, if I reflect what would have happened if this client was both a accounting and financial planning client in my firm, uh, what would have happened is that the, both the accountant and financial advisor would have vigorously debated which structure was best for the client, having regard to all the financial planning and tax matters, not only short-term, long-term, the cost associated with establishing different types of entities, be it complex or uh, pretty vanilla type uh, structures. And I'm confident that we would have probably arrived at the family trust recommendation being the most optimal. But I think the point is that those sorts of debates really can't ha can only really happen if you've got uh, an internal team, you know, a team that's used to working together, they know each other, they trust each other, they respect each other, uh, and they can have that debate. If you have it with an external, if I have a debate with an external accountant, there's uh, there's almost almost certainly personalities, egos and so forth that are going to get in the way um, and not produce the, the best outcome. Now, I should say, I respect that different professionals have different ways of doing things, and I'm not arrogant and stupid enough to believe that my way is the only way or is always going to be the best way. But these variation of approaches really destroys value. You know, you want to have people all on the same team, so to speak, or all on the same page, if you like, uh, and that way you won't get that sort of disjointed advice. Whereas if you have... 
advisors that are in different firms, they they might not always be on the same page. And uh, so those two advisors and the advice piece doesn't work uh, congruently as it should. Okay, the second common reason is different skill levels and experience. So not all accountants and financial advisors are great at their job. Just like in any industry, you get good operators and not so good operators. Um, and as such, it can be problematic when you're working with uh, the alternate advisor. So if I'm the planner and I'm working with an accountant, uh, and if they're not on the same sort of level in terms of skill and experience, uh, what ends up happening is you end up doing all their work for them. Uh, you end up sort of training them on the process and the issues and why you're recommending something. Uh, and, you know, that's not my job's not to train other professionals at their job. It's to work with other great professionals to achieve great outcomes for our clients. So um, if you need to make sure that the skill set and experience of both advisors is comparable to have a really productive working relationship. And the reality is that um, that's rarely the case. And the final reason is ego, you know, personalities and ego. As you can imagine, if I share a tax planning tip with you and suggest you go and discuss it with your accountant, your first thought might be, why didn't my accountant pick this up years ago? You know, why have I been paying way too much tax uh, and this idea is going to save me tax? What, what is my accountant doing? And that's probably what your accountant's going to be thinking too. That is that you'll be thinking the same thing, which kind of puts them on the back foot And they might get defensive and they might feel tempted to almost sort of invent, in inverted commas, uh, obstacles or reasons why they didn't previously uh, give you that advice to make that improvement rather than simply admit, yep, oops, we missed it. We should have been doing this years ago. Sorry. So it's not really a great way to establish a working relationship between the advisor and the planner if if the advisor is going to, you know, the first thing they're going to come up with is a mistake that the account was making for many years. So just to sum up, from a practical perspective, you know, based on my experience, there's three reasons why accountants and external accountants and financial planners don't work well together. First one is they've got different ways of doing things and if they're not on the same page, the uh, advice can be conflicting and then you as the client, you know, the meat in the sandwich, you've got to work out then how to navigate that. Uh, and ultimately, I think it just destroys value. You know, you've paid money for certain advice and you, now you've got conflicting advice. It kind of destroys the value in that process. Second one, different skills and experience makes sense. Uh, and the last one is, you know, egos, they can get in the way someone gets uh, put offside Uh, And that doesn't, uh, not a great way to start a a fantastic relationship. And this is really the reason that we made a decision a few years ago to, uh, we're at all possible, at all humanly possible, uh, not take on work unless we're able to provide holistic advice. Because I think it it, um, mitigates or navigates or avoids the, the three things that I just spoke about. Uh, And I think what it does is uh, maximize the value that clients are going to receive from having their accountant and their financial planner all on the same page, all on the same team. And they can sit there and debate and discuss and consider uh, and brainstorm ideas without any egos or problems getting in the way. Uh, And I think the value of the whole is, is greater than the sum of the parts. Uh, that is that, you know, if you pay your accountant a fee and a financial planner a fee, if those two um, 
professionals can collaborate, I think they, they generate or have the possibility to generate a lot more value together than they will if they're working individually. Okay, before I finish off this week, I would just like to sincerely very much thank you. I get a, a bit of feedback on this uh, about this podcast, uh, good feedback, I should say, uh, of course, and I've, I very much appreciate people sharing the feedback because it's uh, almost a, it's a one-way conversation, these podcasts, so it's great to get that feedback. Uh, but most importantly, what I wanted to call out is that in, on Apple Podcasts, I've had uh, my 300th rating this week. Uh, the average rating of 4.9 out of 5. And I'm tremendously grateful for people sharing such a wonderful feedback and sharing the podcast amongst their colleagues and friends. So thanks heaps for doing that. And until next week, bye for now.